0: Ready?
1: Hello, welcome to Rhythm and Pixels, a video game music podcast. This is episode 12-1, which is... On the start of Season 12, I guess?
2: Yeah, I guess we're at the point now where we're not so much calling them worlds anymore because I can't think of a game that's had 12 worlds in it. Yeah,
1: (laughs) sets of 10 episodes. That's pretty great. Um, We're your hosts. My name is Rob Nichols. And I'm Pernell. And every week, well, we get together and we chat and we discuss and we listen to great video game music from all generations and all consoles.
2: And every once in a while, we even learn a little something about ourselves.
1: We do. Um, Last week last episode no I can't <laughs> yeah. even remember I don't even remember what happened last previously week. it was a good time <laughs> rhythm though. and pixels um, but yeah um, this week uh, we wanted to uh, actually this this whole year I want to do um, uh, a little bit more special and have more guests on the show so we are bringing back Chris Baines of Chris Baines music yes and uh, the Rare Candy
2: the Rare Candy <laughs> I of us like it's a specific
1: piece it's that one piece of it Chris thank you thanks for coming on the show <laughs>
2: Yeah, thanks for having me again. It's always a pleasure, buddy. You know, the thing about you is like, not only do you know the music inside and out, but you also know the games inside and out. You're the perfect, you're the perfect guy to come on.
3: You know, I do, I do, and I also am uh, well was a part of Entertainment System before we disbanded. That's usually how a lot of people uh, right, in the right. the know, uh, I guess, do know who I am.
2: Yeah, I actually came up a ways back actually someone brought up entertainment system well
3: well, that's how we got started talking as uh alex i think his name was yeah Yeah. alex um uh uh, uh, podcast
1: superfan alex as he is yeah (laughs) love that guy
3: love him but he played yeah big new town and i was like oh man
1: you know people people still
3: listen to this i haven't heard i hadn't listened to that song in years and (laughs) it just kind of brought back memories and i was just really i guess flattered that you know, that's still on people's uh, listening rotation. Absolutely, oh, yeah, yeah, man. Stuff is timeless.
1: Yeah, you know, timeless like uh, the music that we like to play on our show.
3: Mm, definitely, <laughs> definitely. So before we get going, I, I wanted to bring up something from last week, and I was I warned Purnell about this already. But our last episode, Purnell played something that blew my mind, and that was the Gust of Wind track that was from the other game. And he, I'm a huge Ease fan, and I had no idea about that. And it just completely caught me off guard. I was driving, it, and I almost had to pull over because I was like, what? Like, everything I know is wrong because Gustavlin <laughs> is ripped from something else. Like, it was one of my favorite tracks from the game as well. And uh, I, I like I researched it a little bit, too, and I couldn't figure it out because yeah. I was just as confused as you
0: guys
1: well, were. Well, uh, Purnell did a ton of research and found the uh, original composers for that anime. Yeah. Uh, for the game for that anime because... Um, for the actual anime, one of the composers is Kenji Ota, who did um, the music for Shadow of the Colossus and a, and a bunch of other like serious PlayStation games. But for the video uh, I game, thought
3: Shadow of the Colossus was Ko
1: Otani. Ko Otani, thank you. It, it was an O at the end of that.
2: Like what I ended up, <laughs> what I ended up coming across, which was interesting, is that so first of all, the game was developed by a company called Aiding. Yeah, I've seen their name on other stuff in the past, and a part of me wants to say they did something they did uh that. At Inazuma Eleven game that's popular over in Japan, too. Mm. But a number of the composers on the game were Masaharu Iwata, Mitsuhiro Kaneda, Kimihiro Abe, and Noriyuki Kamikura. So I did a little bit more digging and came across an interview that he did that Noriyuki Kamikura did with VGMOnline.net, and not too long before... Memories of Salsetta came out, they brought him on to join the Falcom sound team. Mm. So it's likely that his influence came in from that other game, and he was like, you know, I want to do more with this track, but I want to expand on it and do this. Yeah, so,
1: yeah, Iwata, um, famous for, I think it was um, Final Fantasy Tactics and and a bunch of others. Oh, yeah, yeah.
3: he was in tactics. He was the other guy besides Sakamoto. Feel bad calling him the other guy. The other guy. (laughs)
1: That's
2: what he was. (laughs) But it, it just but I gotta say, like just to bring it up again, like when I came across it, it was completely by chance. I was just okay, Shonen, I love iShield twenty one. I love it so freaking much. I gotta watch this you like that so much. Oh I man, don't even know what it is. It's it's, it's anime about football, like American football. Like keep in mind, oh. like you, you both know me. You know that I am not a sports guy. So <laughs> not only is it a sports show, but it's a slice of life sorta of sports show and the fact that it had me to the point where I was wanting to get up and run, like just regularly run, it just it was amazing to me. And it also had me thinking that if real sports could somehow play out like these shows do, just how amazing it would be. <laughs> I mean, they did normal football stuff, you know, pass interception, uh, you know, running from the other side of the field for a touchdown, but they would animate it in a way... Where it wasn't just a guy running across the field, it was the rodeo drive, and he's actually running like a bull, and everybody's getting knocked over. I love
1: it. They got like the big anime special moves.
2: Yeah, the devil bet die was basically just the guy jumping over the front lineman. And, like, oh it, man! But the anime like he was like a like the devil bet like and it's like what the it was. A fun I gotta ride.
3: I gotta watch this. It's... Yeah, I, I love football. Every Sunday from 1 p.m. Well, not anymore. Obviously, football is kind of we in playoffs now. But every Sunday during football season, 1 p.m. to to 10 p.m. or 11 p.m is I just watch football. I I just love to watch it. I don't care who's playing. I I have this fascination with the sport, and I know it's uncharacteristic of, you know, I guess, um, the culture. Oh, no, quite
2: quite the contrary, man. Think of it more like this. It may be contrary to the culture, quote-unquote, but someone's got to bridge the gap. People need to bridge (laughs) that gap because Uh, there really shouldn't even be a divide. It's just, hey, people like games, whether they're video or It's true. It's it's definitely, yeah. You know, so like, yeah,
1: actually, um, Alex that we talked about earlier, he's, he's really huge into hockey and I get that. I, oh, I grew up okay. in a sports family, even though I have little to no interest in it, but you know, to live, to, to work in a professional office environment, you have to know a little bit. Otherwise you're just lost
2: entirely. Oh, I'll tell you, you want to talk about office environment. God, I love what we're all sports <laughs> do. But, uh, so back when I was at my old job, they started, somebody started up a football pool. And, of course, it was a social thing to be a part of this pool. If you weren't in the football pool, you weren't one of the cool employees. And I didn't watch sports. I knew nothing about them. And the like, come on, man. What's the worst that could happen? You lose a couple bucks. So I joined up, and I had the highest ranking of the entire office. And people were like, how are you choosing your <laughs> team? I'm like, nice. Who has the coolest city or who has the coolest colored helmet?
1: Nice. I'll that, like, be like, no,
3: I've been playing RBGs my whole life. Stats are what I live for. <laughs> yes.
2: Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Baseball. Baseball stats and all that. Yep. I loved it though, but it was just fun, you know, rubbing into people's faces. Because at first it was just like, "Oh, what a coincidence!" I would, but then when people were constantly coming down on me for winning, I was like, "Now I got to run with this." Yeah, now now it's now it's getting real fun now that I'm winning. <laughs> <And> <laughs> oh, it wasn't yeah. the winning; it was the fact that it's like with Bomberman. If I'm winning at Bomberman, I'm just like I'm just having fun with the game. But the side effect is everyone that's losing gets angry and they want to come down on the guy that's winning. Yeah. So it goes from me just like I just want to have a good time. I'm being humble too. Yeah. Well, fine, you want to come down <laughs> on me? I'm gonna yeah, show yeah. you how gets done you know and it ends up being just like a slight weirdness of I don't know it's it's a joyous opportunity to like occasionally get a boast out which I don't
1: usually do it's just a good opportunity to get your digs in because you know it's so what I do like about sports and I, I don't follow it and I don't don't care so much about it but what I do really love about American sports is how regional it is and how it, it bands people together about like their hometowns or like what they consider their hometowns and I think that's really cool and, and it's it's unique to sports in general you know it's um, I, a huge uh, icebreaker it is it's also a huge icebreaker like socially I, mm-hmm. I, I see that um, eSports is becoming more it's, it's attempting to be more of a bigger thing and so there's this whole overwatch league. And I saw, oh, there's a Philadelphia team, and they're playing Houston. And so I'm like, oh, that's pretty great, because I, I work with people in Houston. and But, like, it doesn't matter. They, they all live in, in L.A. They're all playing in L.A. The yeah. Philadelphia team, they're I don't know, half of them are, probably aren't even American.
2: So, like, it doesn't matter. Well, it, yeah, it's, but, but here's the thing, though. They can't truly measure up to, eat, to actual sports until the day we're coating our street poles with Crisco to prevent the fans from acting out. You know, I'm gonna do that anyway. <laughs> like you <laughs> heard about that, right, Chris?
3: I did, I did. That it cracked me up. It's
2: so absurd! And the guy was like, "You can't stop me. I'm gonna climb the pole anyway." Cover yes. Chris goes scales it. <laughs>
1: uh, that was pretty helpful. good. Welcome back to the Rhythm and Sports podcast.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Pixelated sports. Well,
1: let's let, let's get into um, our topic. So you suggested this one, Chris. So why don't you talk about uh, shoot 'em ups or shmups and and um, what, what they mean to you. Like, what, what what does Shmups um, bring to your mind? Uh, so I got into
3: Shmups way later than a lot of people. Uh, I got into them closer into like the PlayStation era. Um, and Shoot'em Ups obviously are like the side-to-side uh, 2D shooters like Gradius, uh, R-Type, uh, Darius, all those, those types of series. And uh, I, I kind of fell in love with the genre. And then I went back and started playing older stuff like Gradius 1, uh, Gradius 3, Super R-Type. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Parodius series, like a lot of those different ones that I had missed or was just too frustrated to play with uh, as a kid. And uh, I also fell in love with the music, uh, especially with Gradius. I love the Gradius series music. but There's so much much good music across all these games. And uh, I I fell so in love with the Gradius series that I actually have two tattoos, uh, my only two tattoos, which are uh, Gradius tattoos. So that'll show you how much I uh, truly adore the Gradius series. (laughs) Is one
2: the Vic Viper and the other an option?
3: The other is a uh, Moai head.
1: Oh,
2: cool. oh that's Like awesome. the Easter
3: Island head. Yeah, it's I, more realistic. It's not pixelated.
1: But. I, would, I, I would love to love to see that. Yeah. Depending on where it is, but I'd love to see that. You know what that means. <laughs> no, no, no I'd love put, to see that anyway. Get your butt down. Oh, pigeon. okay. Hey. <laughs> um, no, that's great. Yeah, yeah. So I, I chose um, mainly vertical shooters because that's where my passion is, is with like the bullet hell kind of genre. Nice. Okay. Okay. I chose weird things because uh, per- weird things are my wheelhouse. Pranell was like, "I chose some weird anime game that you'll never know about." Hey, <laughs>
2: hey! I'll have you know, I put, Nerd! <laughs> <laughs> I put a lot of thought and effort into these selections. No, no, of course. I think, I think Pernal, you're going to
3: have a better better chance of, of hitting the series that I wanted to choose. Yeah. Uh, see, see, up,
2: uh, see, oh.
1: We will see. But um, you are a guest, see. so why don't you uh, you pick your uh, pick your first track, and then we'll we'll roll in from there. What's that one?
3: Uh, I believe my first track is uh, Super Mm, R-Type, Stage 1. Cool. And
1: this is for the uh, Super Nintendo, composed by Yasuhiro Kawakami, Takuhushi Hiyamuta, and Hiroshi Kimura. listening to Stage 1 from Super R-Type for the Super Nintendo, composed by Yasuhiro Kawakami, Takuhushi Hi- Hiyamuta, and Hiroshi Kimura. And I had no idea how many turns this was going to take. Chris, you are kicking off the show right. This is going to be an amazing
2: episode. I have to agree with that concept. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so this track
3: really is what got me into So I love Gradius soundtracks like Crazy, But this is the one that really kind of pulled me in and showed me that these shmup soundtracks are doing some really crazy things. And I'd never heard jazz in any video game before, really, uh, especially a shoot 'em up You know, like, it's usually more like hard rock and a very, like, heavy orchestral epic kind of stuff. But never just like a jazz fusion kind of vibe with solos on all the instruments and mm-hmm. things like that. And the crazy thing about this track is that when you play through the game... By the time it, like, before it even gets to the jazz solos, all that stuff, the, tra- the stage is already done, so you don't oh, even get to hear oh, that no. stuff. Oh no! So my- that's why I was laughing because I was playing this, I was playing the whole, the whole stage, and I got through it. And I was like, man, that track's really cool, but oh, I, I, it sounds like it's going somewhere else because that like piano part starts to come in like right as you're exiting the stage, where it's the that leads into the solo section. Oh, so I shame. went down to the soundtrack, yeah, and then I was like, oh my god, there's like a whole like. Another, like, uh, minute and a half of this song filled with, like, these crazy jazz solos and arpeggios, and it just blew my mind. I, I, I love this song so much. It's actually one of my favorite soundtracks of all time, easily in my top five ever.
2: This actually makes me slightly sad now, because as the track kept playing, my thoughts were going to the point, man, this guy must have had the forethought to compose this track to play out exactly over the course of the stage, like it would cap at the end of the stage it would have been perfect but no, no but no. you're telling me that the OST had a little bit of buried treasure in there <laughs> like, oh, yeah yeah that's
3: I, awesome. I highly recommend checking the rest of the soundtrack out too because that's honestly it's not my favorite track on the the entire album but it's the one that really represents the entire uh, soundtrack the best if that makes any sense. No, that makes oh, it totally total sense. does.
1: Yeah, there's something about like especially like shoot 'em up music around like this part of the 90s, it's like it's all about like the heavy techno mixed with like this kind of jazz fusion. That's just it's super cool. And um yeah, a lot of the sound like you hear in a lot of like uh, Genesis shoot 'em ups as well. Um, and so a lot of like that FM synth like it really lends itself to it. Um this of, yeah, yeah, this
2: is this is this is amazing. This is absolutely amazing. you are probably going to follow this one up? Oh, I'm glad it is me because I have a good track to go along with this bad boy too. Oh, yeah. So I think based on the track that you just chose, I decided which of the tracks I want to go with. Because before the recording, I was like, Rob, take this stack of tracks and just download them. And I'll figure it out later. I'm indecisive. But I have decided what I'm going to go with here. So the track I want to go in with here is from the game Airzunk. And it is titled Hollow Genjin, hmm. and it is composed by Daisuke Morishima and Hisashi Matsushita. Listening to Hollow Genjin from the game Airzonk, composed by Daisuke Morishima and Hisashi Matsushita. So, the reason why I went with this track out of my list of options was because Chris was talking about how his last track kind of just continuously had involvements, evolved and changed Mm, and developed. And I was like, you know. I have a track like that. <laughs> I should play it as a nice follow-up. Yeah, yeah. So, Chris and I were like, "Whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What's going on here?" It's done so well, too. So I gotta get some little background on this. So Air Zonk is a 2D side-scrolling shooter where you control a cyberpunk version of Bonk, basically named Zonk. Bonk is the uh, the, the mask. Well, he like, he, was, he was kind, kind, of, kind like- of the ipso facto mascot of the Turbo Graphics, right? Um, just the big head caveman. And the way it worked was like as a cyborg, all of your weapons were like cybernetic implants. Like you would fire metal teeth out of your mouth or missiles would come out of your fingers or like lightning bolts would come out of your lightning bolt on your head. All these things related to your body that has cybernetic enhancements. And you could also have buddies who would fly in and fire weird weapons and then you could fuse with them to become a super shooter. Like in my favorite one, of course, was the guy where you get milk cannons and you fire exploding glasses of milk. Enemies
1: is awesome. So strange and could have gone in a completely bad direction.
2: Yes (laughs) So the last level of the game you get to King Drool's, you know, successor's castle. And at the outside uh, is like a course. nice yeah. a poison swamp, <laughs> like monsters and like grotesque things. You're blowing them all up. And you fly into the castle, yeah. and it looks like it's straight out of Bonk's Adventure. Like it's a nice, colorful caveman paradise. Triceratops are running across the floor, and pterodactyls are flying at you. And it's just this cool environment. And you get to a point where the screen stops, and all the wall panels start falling off, and the grass starts to fall apart and melt away. And next thing you know, you're in cybernetic like this this cybernetic nutzo environment and all of a sudden now the ter- now the triceratops have no skin and it's just like electro skeletons chasing after you and laser beams shooting everywhere. <laughs> and it just it, it's actually really odd and creepy. I played this as a kid and I was like, holy crap, what's going on? <laughs> Everything was so cute and cuddly, and it was just disturbing.
1: Well, and so that's where the music shifts.
2: Yeah, it actually shifts when all the wall panels start falling off and the real environment just shows itself. It's amazing because the um, the
1: music actually gets deeper. Like, more bass actually comes into it. When I first started, I was like, yeah, of course, I was going to pick the track that's got kind of like a circus-y kind of feel to so it. that's
2: why I kept my mouth oh, shut. That's I was good, like, yeah, yeah. <gasps> you keep thinking that, buddy. <laughs> but honestly, I do love me some circus music. Um. <laughs> but, so, <laughs> in the time of that
3: track ending, and right now, I just downloaded the whole soundtrack because I loved it that much. Yes! It was, it was so good, man. That Yeah, and what you were saying, Rob, when it, the bass kind of kicks in and it really like just has that, that huge turn and it just goes into that more of a darker kind of feel... Uh More of a minor feel oh, Man it's just That part was so awesome And called me so off guard That uh, Yeah I, I'm curious to hear the rest of the soundtrack now Because it, it was the same as you Rob I was like Oh this is definitely a Pernell track yeah. <laughs> Surprise Surprise Gotta
2: flip it on your head uh, yeah, definitely, <laughs> Yep definitely, yeah, You, definitely you got us
0: mm-hmm.
2: This is Pernell's practical joke of the week <laughs> Let's not make a trend out of that though Because I can't keep that up <laughs> <laughs>
1: Alright, so um, so my first track, I, I cheated a little bit. I had to.
2: Don't tell me this is Rystar.
1: No. <laughs> That's like the running gag of this show is I'm just gonna This is Rystar for fighting games.
2: <laughs> <Or, laughs> ter- Turn based
1: strategy Rystar.
2: There's a mini game where Rystar punches guys.
1: <laughs> no, um, so I chose uh, one of my favorite uh, cave uh, bullet hell titles. This is called ESP Rade or Esprade. I don't know oh! how it's supposed to be pronounced. It's um, it for it's for it's an arcade game. Um, it's I've only ever seen it for the arcade. Um, of course, I've only played it on emulators. But this sure. is um, it's called ESP Rod Day, and it's it's a it's a vertical top-down bullet hell shooter. But you don't play as spaceships; you play as people with psychic powers. And it's and the way they they float and move, it's actually really neat. Um, and so I chose the the opening track. It's called Desperate School. But this is actually the alternate version that was uh, released on the, um, the OS, like they released a CD of the music that was a lot higher quality, and I really wanted to actually showcase the song a little bit better than how it sounded coming out of the arcade hardware. So I hope this is normally something we would probably put on the bonus round, but I really wanted to, to play it on the actual show. So this is the alternate version of Desperate School from ESP Rade for the arcade, composed by Masahiro Kusanoki. Uh, James Brown <laughs> This is all getting recorded for now
0: No it's not
1: <laughs> yeah, You're listening to uh, the alternate version of Desperate School From the game ESP Radé um, For the arcade produced by Cave Composed by Masahiro Kusunoki and yeah, this, this game is, of course it's a cave shooter, so it's hyper intense, just the screen is covered in bullets, but it's just it's so original in that they really try to put like a deeper storyline with the game, which of course I can't read because it's in Japanese, and it goes by so fast because you're so focused on the bullets flying around the screen. And it's hyper violent with just like people exploding into like clouds of blood. It is just the
2: best. Yeah, I, <laughs> you gotta I'm not, love it. I'm not gonna lie. So when you mention the name of the track, oh, oh, Desperate School, this must be one of those really cutesy oh, no. shooters with kids. <laughs> and then even the track itself sounds rather light and airy in a sense. Yeah. So I would look up the game. expecting, you know kids going, yay, pow, pow, baby.
1: Well, you think about no, it. Like, cave, Cave makes like serious stuff. So Cave was they were originally with Treasure. Yeah. And then they broke off because I think they wanted to focus on doing this style of music and doing like as and doing like really difficult like shoot 'em ups, like vertical shoot 'em ups. Like that was what they wanted to focus on. So it was like, yeah, we want to do this, but we want to do this like hardcore. So like every game they've made since then has just been like super hardcore.
2: And at one point from
1: and and Souls.
2: Oh yeah, like I like that. I mean from software. Like there's a thing, like there's this I love how like it's been two episodes in a row where this topic is kinda injected to self Oh, hard. I like know, it, that. Enjoying the difficulty of something. Yes yeah, yeah, like, That's the reason I love
1: these games is because they're just so hard, but like you feel so good when you're accomplished. Yes, it's Yeah. <laughs> See,
2: like I know people who will outright tell you have told me one befriended me, where they'll like they'll you know, say, <laughs> Why Jeez. would a person possibly want to play a game that's hard? I would play games to have fun and enjoy myself. And I go, Maybe some people enjoy being challenged by the games that they play. That, for them, is the enjoyment. And I am one of those people. Like, I'll play a game, and don't get me wrong, sometimes I do want to just kind of steamroll a title and just kind of get the experience. But if every game was like that, I wouldn't enjoy games because I'd get bored fast. I wanna oh, yeah, be- it has to have a challenge. It has to be a challenge. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to be able to get to a wall and then have that wall be seemingly insurmountable and then I have to figure out either, A, how to go around it or how to break through it. So therein lies the work learning the patterns, you know, using the tools at your disposal, all those good things. Well, there is
1: no greater wall than there is in a Bullet Hell game. Let me tell you, mm. it's what? just constant barrage. I will say
2: there's one comparison
1: I've learned about over the years. What's that? Music
2: games. I think they're. I think they,
1: they. No, they live. They live right next to each other. If you find people who I are agree. hardcore into Bullet Hell games, they're almost always also into rhythm games. And there's there's a lot of crossover.
2: That's an interesting. So song. and it makes it because pattern recognition is. Right?
1: It's exactly what it is. So I was I was watching. Um, it's like it's like a podcast, but they do like uh, playthroughs and they talk about the, the playthrough of of Bullet Hell games. It's called. Schmups weekly? Mm-hmm. No, I'm sorry, STG weekly. If you look them up on YouTube, they're they're awesome. They're super it's super dry and boring if you're not into it, but it's really great. I like I enjoy it. But um yeah, a lot of them play Beatmania and they play DDR and poppin' music because if you play a bullet hell game the same the same way every single time, all the enemies will react the same way. And so it's like if you follow your line and follow your path the same every time, it'll always be the same. And the same thing with a rhythm game. So as long as you're perfect every single time, like it's all about getting that, that perfect run. Yes. Oh, yes, definitely. Yeah, and it's always on the rhythm. I, I think that's really cool, and, and that, that's probably why it appeals to me. So fan. when
3: was this released?
1: Ninety. Sorry, for now. No, something. no, cool. Ninety something. I don't have that information. Because it sounds <laughs> like
3: the music sounds like from like a late '90s anime. It's totally oh yeah that that vibe, and I love it. It's Here great. I, like I, it. I really want I want to hear the original version. Nineteen uh,
1: ninety eight. Yeah, I could have played the original, but I feel like the um, uh, the motif of the song that came out it was it's really muted in the actual game. I think the hardware just doesn't just doesn't lend itself to it. Ah,
3: fair enough. Fair enough.
1: All right, so I wanted to start kind of a new segment, or maybe maybe a new segment, but uh, we just started a, a Discord server okay. um, to invite just about anybody who listens to the show, come on in and chat about game music, and maybe um, have some questions for the show. And I thought we would have the question... Did we get some? Well, I, thought, I thought I would start a question of the week, oh, okay. and we would read off the answers, and we would answer it as well. So um, the question of the week is, what track or influence made you interested in video game music?
2: so who's answering first you
1: since you posed the question um, I was going to go with wait, what was it one more time can you in, read, read, read the question again yeah no problem uh, I, I can edit this so it sounds natural <laughs> uh, <laughs> no it's, it's fine <laughs> <laughs> or I'll leave it in I want to be as awkward as possible yeah um, uh, I love you I mean no wait <laughs> so, so
0: Rob, Rob <laughs> could you could, could, could you read, read the question
1: alright right. so <laughs> here it is Um, what track or what influence made you interested in video game music? Oh, okay. So, like, really, like, as an adult, like, how, how did it make you more interested? Oh, as, an, ad-
2: as an adult. Oh, okay. I didn't play as a kid. Well, I'm not answering as an adult because I go way too far back for that.
1: No, 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 because cause you're interested in it now. What, what brought that back?
2: It never left. For, so, so yeah, for as Pernod, say, it never, never left.
3: left. Yeah, it never left for me either. I've been listening since I was like, seven, or eight years old.
1: All right, so what, what? What track back then was, was the one that made you go? I, hmm.
3: I'll tell you. Well, I'll tell you a, a memorable track for me that I, I have vivid memories of uh, of recording onto tape yes. with a cassette recorder. Was uh, Green Greens uh, the stage one from Kirby's Dreamland? I remember holding my Game Boy up to a, a recorder. Yes. and yeah. recording it for like three or four minutes and <laughs> I would just sit there and play it over and over and over again on my couch just listening to it. I loved that song so much I have no idea why but uh, it's just something I have vivid memories of. I really my, love
1: hearing other people who have had that experience of like recording game music like on a tape recorder or something. Did he use like a, a line-in or, or just a microphone on it? Just the microphone. Oh. I didn't even have anything to oh, do a line-in. That was <laughs>
3: It was that crazy. But, um, yeah, no, I love that track. and I don't know why it was just one of those that I had to listen to over and over again.
1: Oh, man, I love hearing that. Um, yeah, I did, I used to do that on my Game Boy. There was a game called Revenge of the Gator that I, I played on the show, and that's, that's exactly what I did. I held up a tape recorder up to it to play the opening theme song, which is, listening back on it, it was pretty goofy. But I really liked it. It was that and um, it was a skater die, too, that Rob Hubbard. <laughs> like, it was just, I was like, this is so... Awesome for the Nintendo. Those are interesting answers. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. That's awesome.
2: Well, I will say, first and foremost, that of Kirby, my favorite tracks from that game were Castle Lololo and Float Islands. I would play the game specifically to get to those stages to hear those tunes every time. Extra mode, for sure. Um, but even though I was pretty much always down with the jams, like whether it was from Crystallis, mm-hmm. everything from Crystallis, or Legacy of the Wizard or Chippendale Rescue Rangers Area J. The thing, <laughs> the track that outright said, yo, sit down and peep this. Yeah, like this is another reason to play the game. Yes. Yeah, yeah. What was that? You know what it's going to be. If you took a guess, I bet you'd get it. Don't take... Ease? Yeah. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> so Ease book one and two on the TurboGrafx 16, or Turbo CD. So we were playing a uh, for Uncle's Friends Turbo Duo, Basically, he's like, hey, play this game so you can leave me alone so I can hang out with my friends. Thank you, Unk. Um, we were going through all these games and playing them. We're like, oh, this is fun. This is fun. This is fun. And I was like, I want to play this weird-looking RPG game. It's called Ease. That's got to be cool. We put it in. And you got this little small sprite man who bumps into monsters. There's no attack buttons. This is stupid. I want to play <laughs> this crappy game. Take it out. So then I ignored the game until I got my own turbo Duo for Christmas and one of the multiple pack-ins that the system had was Ease Book 1 and 2. And as kids who didn't have a lot of money, you played what came with your machine. And of hmm. course, that was Ease. And what I started to realize is, one, I loved the bump system and the fact that I didn't like it in the first place initially, I don't understand anymore. But that That's music... Weird,
3: man. It's totally weird at it, first.
2: It is weird. It's like, why can't I punch guys? But, um... Yeah. That music, man, it clicked. And every time you got to a boss battle and you died and you died and you died, you had to keep it hearing Holders of Power over and over again till you got it right. And it just, it pumped you up. The Shrine's music was very, like, emotional, like how when you first walked like, in, it's just like a very, like, quiet and, like, mellow track with water dripping from okay. the ceiling.
1: You have to listen to... I'm, I'm sorry to make this episode so much longer. You have to go back and listen to... The um, uh, Michael Bridgewater's Forever Sound version—they're they, the last VGM uh, battle they did. So they—they go—they all get—they get together with their, their friends. They all have like way too many beers, and they play their favorite video game tunes. And I think it was Michael played that song, and it was so divisive through the whole episode. What? Because like half the people hated it so much because
2: of the water drop. That's what makes it good.
1: So you—you you either <laughs> you were either pro drop or you were no drop. <laughs> no, Bezzy, either you were right or you were wrong. And I was like, yeah. how, are, how are these people not pro drop? Pro
2: drop, baby. It's pro. pro drop. See, pro drop. everybody here, Michael, if you're listening to this, pro we're drop. all pro drop, bro. Pro droppers. We're on your side. All
1: right, so I'm keeping going on. Uh, we only had one response. It was from a guy named
2: Steve O., um, he said that... Um, the Steve-O? No. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, not only do I like breaking my, my junk on rocks, but I also like video Stevo Steve-O likes music. to
1: listen to podcasts and hang out on Love Discord. Loves
2: video game music.
1: Yeah, um, he said that uh, the one that got him heavily interested in, in VGM was Lunar the Silver Star on the Sega CD. You remember it's to this day putting the game CD in a CD player and listening to the music on loop for a long time. I gotta sit down. I, I gotta
2: dig what this guy just said because I can't speak for everybody, but I can tell you that when I first put Lunar Silver Star in and the vocals kicked in, and I was embarrassed. Like, oh yeah, I, yeah. Because oh yeah, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a young guy during the time where every guy's trying to prove their masculinity, um, and you know, cause they're, to their friends more specifically, and. This track picks up, and you're like, it's a woman singing. She's like, when all the land was peaceful. And it's like, I think her name's like Jimmy, like Jenny Still, Stillix, or something like that. Stelzig. It's been a while. But anyway, track comes up. I feel kind of odd about it. Yet at the same time, it just feels cool that there's vocal music on my CD. Just, I gotta skip it. Because <laughs> I don't want people to don't listen to it. But then I went back later. I was like, why am I ashamed? This is awesome. What's I gotta what?
3: give a shout-out to... Sorry, I'm not keep interrupting you.
2: No, man, that's how it
3: works! So you, have to, you have to interrupt him. <laughs> <laughs> you're right, you're right. What? Um, I gotta give a shout-out to Amanda Lepree, who actually released, uh, I think yes. it was a three-track EP a couple months ago that had vocal covers of a bunch of Lunar tracks, uh, and they were done really well. So I think she was on the show before, too.
1: Yes, she is crazy talented. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, one of our favorite guests to have on the show, because she's he's yeah, super, super passionate about the music, and... Um, and knows a lot.
2: And I did listen to that album, and it, that yeah, yes, cool. he's not really lying. Well yeah,
3: let's definitely check it out. Um, and Rob, what were your tracks again that you recorded when you were a kid? I, I'm just I <laughs> want to listen to them just out <laughs> of sheer curiosity. Okay,
1: it was a Revenge of the Gator theme song for the Game Revenge. Boy. Okay, and pretty much any track from Skater Die Two for the Nintendo. That's right.
3: Yeah, yeah. the opening
1: and theme is crazy. <laughs>
3: Oh, Skater That too, had a great soundtrack. Yeah, yeah I definitely remember parts of that. And another suggestion, you know, no, no pressure, you guys don't have to do it, but maybe if you're doing a Discord, Discord uh, app chat. I'm so old, I don't even really know what Discord stuff is. I, I'm in one channel, and I, I barely know how to use it. It's, but anyways,
1: It's IRC, don't worry about it.
3: <laughs> I, there it is, that's all you had to say, I'm old school. Um, you guys should maybe do a, a thing where you let the community choose a track for your uh, your topic.
1: Oh, that's a great idea. I it's like the way this man favorites. thinks. Community choice. Mr. Shrub's got it. Sounds like a, sounds like a Monopoly card you have to choose. <laughs> 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 All right, what's, what's your second track, Chris? Let's keep this rolling.
3: Ah, uh, So my second track is from a shoot-'em-up that I haven't actually played and I've been dying to and I plan to someday in my life, but it is from Radiant Silver Gun, and the track is Penta by Hitoshi Sakamoto. Ooh. One
1: of my favorites. to the track penta from the game radiant silver gun for the Sega Saturn composed by Hitoshi Sakimoto Wow another great pick this this is awesome it's got that so I have it go ahead oh, I'm sorry just, it's got a cool like um, it's got that cool like orchestrated epic Hitoshi Sakimoto sound but at the same time it sounds like it's in space like it sounds like this is something composed for a science fiction movie which is perfect yeah. right?
3: Oh, I love it. Yeah, I, and I, I, like I said, I haven't played the game. I found this in my like late teens, I think. Late teens, maybe early 20s, just looking for stuff that he had done. And I love shoot 'em ups, and I I'd heard that he did the soundtrack for this game, so I just downloaded the soundtrack uh, randomly and fell in love with it and just loved it. And it reminded me so much of Final Fantasy Tactics that uh, it just felt like Final Fantasy Tactics 2 music. But yeah, it also kind of has that. That, that vibe that it's still kind of like different and uh, in, in space and you know kind of much more like, energetic I guess mm-hmm. than uh, maybe some of his other tracks but I, I definitely have a uh, a goal as you have to play all the, your Star <laughs> songs <laughs> i plan on playing every Sakamoto song by like let's see 20, 2200's when, <laughs> can, uh, when space and time doesn't exist anymore
2: <laughs> it can happen it can be done like I will say two things one I can bring this down sometimes. I definitely have the game. So, we can definitely like, we can definitely satisfy that need to play this title. This was
1: re-released like on the 360.
2: That's why I have it, oh, you okay. see, because Yeah. thank you Microsoft for that because up until that point, Radius Silvergun was a great a great, you know, di- you know, disgrace on my gaming record. You see because back in 90 1998, early 99, my one of my best friends at the time, Mike was in college. He was a big Saturn fan and he was all up and about this new game from a company called Treasure called <laughs> Radiant Silver Gun that he was about to import. He's like, hey, Pernell, man, you want to get in on this order? We can both get it. I was like, eh, it's a, sh- it's a shmup. I'm not too big on those. Right. Now, Mega Man Legends and Metal Gear Solid are coming out real soon. I got to put my money on those instead. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying those games were bad. In fact, I enjoyed both of those titles very much so. But... Those titles did not skyrocket in value (laughs) like (laughs) Radiant Silvergun did. Yeah, that's
1: a tough, tough one to find.
2: So when Mike got it in the mail and we played it in the dorm room, I was obsessed with the game. I became really into it. It's
1: very story-driven, right?
2: Yes, but, of course, just like the game you mentioned earlier, Esperade, or Esperade, we couldn't read it or understand it. Mm-hmm. So you had these Japanese anime characters in the corner go, you're like, <laughs> <laughs> clearly the girl with the antennas is agitated about something. We better shoot more ships to find out. So you're basically like just going nuts and shooting down stuff. And also, this was the game that was before Ikaruga. So when they announced Ikaruga, my first yeah, thought was, like, yeah. oh, my God, more radiant Silver Gun. I did not get more Radiant Silvergun, but what I did get was an awesome new title nonetheless. Yeah, I didn't know about
1: this one until Ikaruga.
2: I'm sorry, what were you going to say, Chris?
3: No, I was going to comment as well. It just seemed like Ikaruga was the spiritual successor. It just looked that way to me.
2: No, it was. It definitely was. But the way it worked was uh, Radiant Silvergun's weapon system and gameplay was that you had... It was like six different guns that you could use at any time. Um, And the way you played the game was whatever you basically would just use them and if you are on story mode you could level them up and they get stronger but the combo system was enemies came in red blue and yellow and if you wanted to go for the best combo you would only kill enemies of one color and keep Ooh, the chain of color kills yeah. going and it wasn't necessarily like um hey you have to kill nothing but yellows, but you have to kill in sets of four so if you shoot a yellow you have to kill three of the yellows to keep the chain going then you shoot a blue you got to shoot three more blues and it just so it's very much like the color swapping of Ikaruga. Yeah, yeah but you're cool. color swapping enemies and then <laughs> in Ikaruga you're color swapping yourself. It is <laughs> an interesting dynamic oh, there that's too. Sweet. But that's really it's cool. But, and for the record the track I thought you was I was like cross my fingers you're going to pick is called Debris. It plays halfway through the first stage and on oh, the second to last song. stage. So good. I know
1: you're with it. Um, um, I love it like when 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 people are like, "Oh yeah, I know that music. Never played that game, but man, I know that song."
2: <laughs> I, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm telling you this t- I like that it it incites you like it's happened to you a lot. We just got to get you on the train itself, yeah, yeah, I just where don't... you like you want to play the game or at least experience. Like, okay, now I love this track from this game, but what's the game about? I gotta know. I want to <laughs> know. So you dig a little deeper.
1: Well, we're we're in my territory now. I played most that of
2: was... these. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, that was. Oh, go ahead. I was. I do want to ask. This isn't a question we got to answer now. Just something to carry into the show while you think about it. Is if you, what would you say would be your favorite style, system of gameplay and a shooter that you can recall?
1: What, a system of
2: gameplay? Yeah, like, Gradius has the options. Oh, and, I see. you know, Rated Silver Gun has the six weapons at once, use them appropriately system. You know, every shooter, well, not every, but most shooters have a unique niche that makes it its own game. Okay. So, Ikaruga would have the color swapping. That's what makes it unique and special. Um, right. Um, yeah, most
1: games, they just pick up power ups, and then, like, your gun gets stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger. Uh, mine is probably from gigawing 2 which is the it's like way overpowered it's uh called the reflect force mm-hmm. where you charge up your shot and you just you aim for the bullets and, and it reflects all the bullets back on the on the bad guys but for scoring i think for me i think my favorite scoring system is Dudon on um another cave game i think that's that's just like the best scoring system ever um do you have any uh any thoughts on this chris
3: yeah, uh, I I wanna give it to the Gradius system, but I, I really gotta give it to the R type core, uh, oh, that man. whole mechanic, man, because that was just was totally game changing and unlike anything i have ever seen in the shooter before where you can kind of control it and move it and use it as a shield. It's almost like an extension of your ship, but you can throw it out there and destroy enemies and have it fire like, you know, from behind the enemies that are coming towards you. It was such a cool concept and idea and they when they I guess I think it was R-Type Final, I think it was called, the last R-Type game they made. Um, they had all the different types of cores you could get. There was like 30 or 40 different Whoa. types of cores um, that you could choose. And I think like 100 and some ships. Uh, wow, man. And it was just... I do not know that. Yeah, man. And they, they really took the, the concept to the absolute limit in that game, and it just felt like a nice way to send off the series. So definitely
2: check that out. Yeah, when the game says Final, you want them to show you that's what they mean. And yeah. clearly, it sounds like they pulled it off. What's your favorite? Oh, yeah. It's hard to say, like... I honestly feel like Ikaruga is that system because I like the fact that it it made you want to dodge run into certain bullets yeah. like it added it actually added projectiles to the style of
1: dodging bullets. Yeah, it's very it was a very elegant design because it's it's simple and crazy complicated. Like i have never got good at that game.
2: And I'll say I can't remember the name of the game which you guys might, but the thought was a game I played where I recall you charge up your super by intentionally scraping up against stuff. So, like, oh. they actually inspired you to, like, rub up against walls and bullets and other ships. And as you did it, you boosted your ship's power to actually start launching, like, special bullets and stuff.
1: That's a common. That's actually a common, um, uh, mechanic in a lot of Toho games mm-hmm. and in a lot of, like, indie other
2: doujin, like, shooters. And I will say one follow up. I can't. Yeah, it's actually called scraping. Scraping. Yeah. i got to write that down. Hmm. But, um, and, like, one last one. Is I can't say if it's there or not yet, but it definitely has a potential. I haven't played it yet. It's a game that actually just hit Switch not too long ago. It's called Dimension Drive, and it's a shooter that's split between two screens. What? And it's two. Basically, you're shooting on both screens. But you have to jump between them because the environments are slightly different on each side So you sometimes have to jump to the other dimension What's to that? avoid the bullets crazy, so it's like holy that's crap cool. <laughs> after, after You're basically watching two sets of bullet patterns it's like which one is the safe one to be in right now
1: And then it's a vertical shooter. This looks real pretty
2: like I totally want to get that I've been and putting it off style of likely game. this by the end of the month I'm probably gonna buy it because oh, I, I have to know that's super I, cool
3: I gotta give a shout out to Velocity also. Uh, That was was a PSP game. That game, like I liked Velocity 2X a lot, but the original, for some reason, man, just really stuck with me. And it was just such a, such a unique game. But shout out to Velocity.
2: Yes, I have. I give you that. I'm down with that too. Velocity inspired you to go ridiculously fast, and it had the warping between like areas of the screen to like dodge like hard walls and stuff. It was so cool. Oh, I need. All right, so what's yours next? What's your
1: next one? <laughs> what's what's <laughs> yours next? Per, what's next year's? Per- was,
2: he's so absorbed in <laughs> <laughs> Dimension Drive. Now. He's like, hey. I know.
1: I'm really interested in that. And I'm like, maybe I should get a Switch.
2: <laughs> right, honestly, without saying, without even beating around, you should get a Switch. But um, the next track I picked is from a game that, believe it or not, I just opened for the first time today because of this episode. I cannot believe that. So the game is called Caladrius Blaze, and the track title is called Wings of Fate and it is composed by Manabu, Namiki, Yoshimi, Kudo, and Azusa Chiba. You are flying out to the wings of fate, baby, from the game Caladrius Blaze, composed by Manabu, Namiki, Yoshimi Kudo, and Azusa Chiba. So, the thing that originally drew me to this game when it got announced for the PS4 is that the artist for the characters is actually the same artist that did the character art for one of my all-time favorite games, which is Devil Survivor Shin Megami Tensei. Oh, okay, ooh, that's okay, that's why it look familiar. Okay, me mm-hmm. too. That artist's name is Suzuhito Suzu Yasuda, so of course I bought the game from PlayAsia because it didn't get a physical release in the states until um, Limited Run Games did something with it late last year. Well, oh, physical version, yeah, it is digital on PS4. Yes, yeah, digital there, but the thing about it, like, this is one of those cases where digitally is thirty bucks. I got it physically also for thirty bucks, so I was like, same price, physical copy. It's got to import it from overseas, whatever. Um, but so, when I started picking trash for this episode, I thought, I really want to play the game before I do the episode because I have access. Why the heck not, right? So, I booted up. It's a cool game. You got 10 to 15 carriers you can choose from. They all have different ships. You can level them up between stages, and all their different weapons based on your choosing, based on cores you find during the stage. But I don't know what it is lately with Japanese games. And their mechanics, but...
1: Yeah, I was gonna say.
2: They, so, most of the characters are women in the game. So, you're flying your ship, you get three hits, and the game's over, you gotta start over. But every time your ship gets hit, some of your clothes come off.
1: Right, so there's, there's there's really detailed drawings of your characters on the side of the screen. And so, it's... And I, I was been- watching, like, the, uh, the commercial for this game on the PlayStation 4, and it was like, brand new um, game mechanic, lose clothes as you get hit. And I was like, oh... It's, really?
2: It's so <laughs> baffling. And then when you fight bosses, every time you take out one of the boss forms, something called a shame break occurs. <laughs> a shame and break. some of the characters, the boss characters close, rip off, and they show like a big, like, superimposed image of them on the screen. It's like, wah! And you get bonus points for it. And I'm like... Just playing this game and thinking, so I'm flying this super fantastic spaceship, and I'm fighting a ginormous mecha dragon, and I shoot bullet on top of bullet into this thing to the point where I do massive damage, and what happens? Some of the characters' clothes tear off, because apparently <laughs> that's what happens when a ship takes damage. I don't Wait, understand the dragon?
3: this. Does the dragon, do the boss's
2: clothes fall off too? Uh, yeah, like there's the, like, like a humanoid character. They're all women. Either yeah, piloting yeah. Oh. the ship, or like just hanging out and controlling the ship. So it's like, you blow up the ship. And for whatever reason, like as a result of all that damage, some of my clothes came off. It's like, why? Well, how does that make any sense <laughs> to anybody? Because s- Japan, <laughs> yeah, Pretty right. much.
1: I was looking for more like ups to play that I didn't have to use an emulator for. So I'm going through PlayStation and I'm like, where are all of like the vertical shooters that aren't covered in fan service? I
2: will say for this game, though, if you are legitimately interested in the game as the game, mm-hmm. you can turn that off. <laughs> So <laughs> you'll just have like instead of having the characters on the sides, you'll just have like the, the panels. Okay. But honestly, the game itself is legitimately yeah, cool. Yeah.
1: The, the the bullet patterns and everything look really really neat. And that, hard. that's that's why that's what I look for. Um, that's really funny. That music belongs in an ease game. It does, mm-hmm.
2: right? Oh, I still got to play Easy. It's all my 2018. Oh list, baby. my
3: gosh, it's man! It's on the list. I almost have it planned, man. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Get but, it together. Oh, check
3: it out. Check it out. So none of you guys picked the track that I, uh, I was, pr- or the, the the series that I was praying someone. Well, play I've a got track I've from. got one more
1: track. Oh, and you I, do. That's right, Rob. You haven't right. gone yet. All right. So this <laughs> is from Arrow Fighters Three, isn't the Aero Fighters series? No, nope, let's <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk afterwards though. All right. So this is Arrow Fighters Three, also known as Sonic Wings Three in Japan. This is for the Neo Geo CD, um, composed by Hoso Q, um, which is the name of a studio company. We don't know the actual composers who worked there. Um, and this track is called Dirty City. And I love the Arrow Fighters series on the NeoJo. They're so much fun. They're so weird. But the music gets stranger and stranger. And this is like straight up like jungle break core like heavy business it's, just, it's really
3: cool clothes falling off and now dirty city
1: yeah
2: <laughs> clean this city up get the
1: police chief on this we, we, I'm telling you we try to show our guests a good time
2: <laughs> break up the ex my man <laughs> let's do it it's Junior, Junior,
0: Junior. it's
1: Listening to Dirty City from the game Aero Fighters 3 for the Neo Geo CD composed by the group Hoso Q. H O S O Q. So, is this game about a flying space janitor? Um, no, but in Aero Fighters 2 there is a dolphin who flies a fighter jet. Oh, I see. Oh, I'm about it. Oh, I'm in. Yeah. Sign me up. <laughs> I knew you'd be on board, Chris. Thanks for coming. <laughs> <on that show. laughs> but yeah, this this is a crazy soundtrack. I, I love how fast the break beats are. Anything with like
2: a good amen break, rinse out is like is aces for me. Yeah, Jungle Beat was great. I'm still on Dirty City. Yeah, like I just started this. Well, I thought like <laughs> if you combined this game, a space shooter, right. with that what was that game? Dust Force. Oh yeah, Dust Force! Man, I Mm. love Dust Force. Like now, instead of instead of doing a 2D platformer, cleaning things up, now you're asking a shooter, and you're throwing, you know, cascade and. Mr. Clean all over the place. That'd
1: be cool. That'd be cool. Like, mm-hmm. like that. That would, the way Dust Force is cleaning up like that area. This is like a, a shooter, but like instead of shooting bullets, you're shooting like I don't know cleaning solutions, at Windex or something.
2: And you have to pick up different <laughs> power ups which are effective on different surfaces. Like
3: yeah, they kind of did something like that with uh, Pixel Junk Shooter, where you like spray the different types of uh, elements, like the fire and the water and stuff like that.
1: I have to look that oh. one up. Pixel Junk Shooter.
2: Yeah. So yeah. Q yeah, it's it's
3: Games. Yeah. Oh, PS. Okay. I think it is on PS4. They did port it over.
2: Yeah, no, I think I'll it was like out. I think it was like Pixel Junk Shooter Ultimate or something like
1: that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It had both games. It was one and two combined. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, I mean, so I, I am I am like really curious, Chris. What what was the series? Wait, that? wait. But
2: before he does, we should get one solid guess. He, did, oh, he gave okay. us a clue. He gave us a clue. He said anime. Once we made the comment about anime stuff, and that's when he's like, "Well, Pernell be okay. more likely than so well." I, and
3: I, I I already said it once too. I've already mentioned it once. in, did in he? in speaking, so.
2: Oh, crud. That means my guess is way off. I was going to say Death Smiles, which has two no, games. No, so I love Death Smiles. Rob, what's you your got, guess? What you I, have have
1: was, I was going to guess Macross, but we didn't talk about Macross. Ooh, I
3: like Macross too, but no, I really was hoping that someone was going to choose Parodius because those <laughs> soundtracks <laughs> yeah. are so off the wall and amazing, and maybe you can play one on the end. In- yeah, the, what is it, the outro, you guys?
1: Yeah, actually, you yeah. played, played, I think, a Parodius... Tr- Track on the the winter episode. Oh, but, you yeah, you did, you did. Yeah. I, I tend to 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 stray away from those soundtracks because they're just adaptation. A lot of them are adaptations of classical music.
2: I will say well, I came close to that though. I have come close because I. was I'm gonna a choose
3: a gag track. I was gonna uh, choose. Uh, That's the way I like it by Casey in the Sunshine.
2: Nice. Band, which is The first <laughs> track of Pretty's like
1: Three. It. I, I I love parodious I love that Konami was like let's just have fun with this but at the same time still how? make like a real. I guess it's solitude. because it's
3: parody that they can get away with all that stuff because yeah. uh, most of it's their stuff but they play have their, like covers from things that are much more modern that are definitely copyrighted material but I guess uh, parody law covers that mm. stuff so I was always curious how they got away with it but
1: yeah
2: I'm trying to remember if there was like a version of it that hit Xbox 360 back in the day, because I feel like there was. I
1: I think so, you might be thinking of Otomatius.
2: Or maybe I'm thinking about Otomatius Excellent. Otomatius
3: is what came out, yeah, that was like the spiritual successor. Um, last one was Sexy Peronius that that came out, and that was Saturn and Playstation. Ah. And they have a collection for PSP as well that, uh, they're so good, the games are fantastic. And uh, I love the soundtracks. So definitely check out. Um, if I can, if I could recommend one track, like seriously recommend one track to check out, uh, it would be the Lethal Enforcers uh, song from Gokujo. What is it? GKO Osha Parodius, Perodius Three. Uh, it is so good. One of my favorite tracks of all time, no question. And just um, to make sure it
1: was a Lethal Enforcers track.
3: It's, it's a stage, so it's like this, oh, you know, okay. the, the speed stages in um, mm-hmm. the Gradius games, where you're like going really fast. You have to go up and down real quick. Yeah. It's similar to that, but you have like little, um, they're like the little police shooting dummies that are like kind of <laughs> going up and you can shoot them and they fall oh, that's, down. That's it's great. really It's make, really well thought out.
2: I'm trying to remember just to make sure Parodius, like two other characters, like the primary characters for the games are the bunny girl that rides the rocket and yeah. the, the octopus guy. Yeah, and, and they're Black all Black from, and, they're
3: all from Konami games, uh, yeah. Pingo or whatever his name, name is, Pen... Pen... Peng, Peng. I can't remember his name, yeah. But Big no, Viper, no, yeah. Pink yeah, P- Pingo
1: British. from Pingo guitar. Yes, yes, yes,
3: yes. Alright, so let's
1: but. let's uh let's turn this track down and how about we all enjoy a fine round of bonus round.
0: Pew Pew bonus round. <laughs> <laughs> all right,
1: the bonus round is the part of this show where we play covers, remixes, arrangements based on our theme. And um, Chris, you had some fun with this one.
3: I did. I actually changed my my choice because there's so many amazing covers of shoot 'em up music, but uh, this is from DDR Max Two. That's right. I went with a DDR game, and I really don't play DDR very much. This is actually what got me into it, but it is uh, Burning Heat, oh. and I cannot remember <laughs> the full name of the mix and who it's by. But Rob, you can probably help me out. Oh
1: uh, yeah, it's a Burning Heat Three Option mix, um, and it's uh, it's credited to Mr. T and Motowaki F. So I think Mr. T... Oh, I, I the Mr. T. The Mr. T. Now, I can't remember who Mr. T was. It's like Takahashi or something, but um, let's check this one let's out. Let's just pretend or, it's Mr. Deal, T from I, got a, I got a Mr. 18. T to the water closet. So. All right, I'm going to leave that in. <laughs> right All right, Burning Heat 3 option mix. Hopefully there's no Burning Heat 1 there. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Heat three option mix from DDR Max 2,
2: composed by Mr. T and Motowaki Furukawa. I will say, just realized I made maybe think about this just before I forget. Write this down. Look up the there's another <laughs> Gradius mix that they did for another Bimani game that you might like. It was from Poppin' Music 11, yes, and it was oh, Gradius uh, Full Speed.
3: Yeah, I've heard it. I've, uh, trust me, I've gone through... I'm such a big Gradius fan. I have so many soundtracks. I've gone through all the Konami <laughs> references and all their games. Man, I am, I am. yeah, I am hip to it. <laughs> that,
2: that, was,
1: yeah, that was one of the first... Um, I think one of the first charts in DDR that was
2: mostly uh,
1: triplets, which is really fun to yeah, play. Yeah, definitely, but, definitely.
2: I actually felt really accomplished when I beat it, too, because this was back when I was like... I was never truly one of the greats at DDR, but I used to be abysmal at DDR. So... Waka Laka and this track were like my holy crap! I can't believe I beat this. They were tough. They were these. These were
1: not easy. One of the easier tracks because not compared to like what's available now. It's oh yeah, it's it's different. Yeah, yeah, it's but, like night and day now. Yeah, but yeah, this was one of the harder ones.
3: And this this brought me into DDR too because I I had always kind of stuck my nose up to the DDR kids and all <laughs> half the people I know love DDR. I'm, I'm sure you guys were big into DDR. No, I still am. That's yeah. how we
2: became friends.
3: <laughs> yeah. Believe it or not. Nice. I still play yeah. it every weekend. And I always just kind of like you know it was just that 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 group of people that you know I just wasn't really, I didn't really get it I guess um and then I saw I was like oh my gosh there's there's Gradiest music in these games like are you kidding me <laughs> and I went out and bought the game and a pad and started playing it, and I, I I played it for about a year. I didn't play it like crazy, but I definitely got into it and started playing more and more DDR and got into like some of like the the artists like Captain Jack, rest in peace, and you know some of these other <laughs> yeah. other just crazy things that I would have never listened to or, or played uh, had had Gradius music not been a part of it. So yeah, definitely a special track for me.
2: I will say, like, actually I'm glad you ended up eventually getting it, giving it a shot, because I will say one of the things that makes Bimani games so great to me, even in the present, is that even if you don't really play the games with the intent of excelling at them or mastering them, you learn about so much music that you would probably never care about if it wasn't in that game. But once you play it inside of the game... It suddenly clicks for you. It's like, wow, this works. And you have to in certain games, you have to note how the music is played because you got to be on beat in different areas. So all of a sudden, you're like, this is a section of the song I would have never noticed yeah. if the game didn't make me step on it. The, the
1: rhythm, focusing on the rhythm of of the music that they they chose to put the rhythms on. Is it helps you? It just it's kind of forces you to like you know pay more attention to like oh there's there's more in this track than I might have realized. Yeah, that's like, definitely cool.
2: And it blows like to this day like it blows people's minds and they're like so Pernell, what kind of music do you like? And I'm like well you know most of my favorite genres I learned about and got into because pop and music got me into all kinds of crazy stuff. Like we had a chat at work today. Like what are your favorite types of music? I'm like should I tell them I like shoegaze and Choco Pop and Cuddlecore? <laughs> These weird genres that <laughs> cuddle I Cuddlecore?
3: What is Cuddlecore?
2: It's a real genre. Look it up. It's break it, real. No, break it down for me right now. It's sort of like soft, like youthful music, I guess the best way to put it. It's like soft and youthful. Um, Cuddlecore? Why are they called it core? Where's the core part? I don't even know. It's just, it exists. And, a, uh, all right,
3: all yeah. right. Cuttle Fair cool. enough. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like, I kid you not, like, I would play poppin', and, and they would have all, you know, because a lot of, when you can't read Japanese, it was like, here's a genre, which is an English a song with a title you can't read. So, for back in the day, we all referred to the tracks by their genres. Like, oh man, let me do that cuddlecore track. Let me do the, the Twee Pop track. And then for a while, it was like, these are all made up. There's no way these are all real genres. And some of them were made up, but. <laughs> cuddlecore is real. Twee pop is real. Fun fact: that's why I like bis.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, they're definitely real genres. It's like really, like low key
3: subgenres. I, I look forward to coming back in a year for the cuddlecore episode.
2: It's <laughs> <laughs> gonna be so odd. Like, can we find six cuddlecore tracks in video games? We put the work in. To find out.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, their next track, you probably probably the track you chose probably isn't Holocore,
2: right? I wish it was, but I will say that this is probably close to Parodius, but it's not Parodius. But I believe one of the characters from this game is in Parodius. So I'll give I'll take that huh. as a near hit. I think you're right. Twin B? Yes, actually. Oh, okay. Hiya, seek. Have hey. faith in me, man. Bring in the <laughs> heat. I, I do. Now I do. The burn- <laughs> he brought the burning heat. So what happened was you brought up burning heat. And told when Rob was prepping for the episode, and I was like, you know, I want to bring up Twin B, but I don't want to do the DDR Twin B because that would be expected. But I'm going to find something. And I found something. This is from a band from Ecuador <laughs> called Rock yes. Anime. And they did a rocker edition of the Twin B theme. And here we're about to play it right now. So you just listened to Rock Anime, their rock cover of the Twin Bee theme. U.S. players might know of it as the game Stinger. Oh, that's from right. NES. Um, why they made that name change, I have no clue. <laughs> but whatever. Um, I love that, that was track. So good. It's that's really so good. yes. Like that I'm, cover that, was fantastic. I but see I, that's what that's what's all about. See you. You had faith in Mike could bring. He's like yes you
3: got it. yeah you brought it man you brought it you brought it well
2: <laughs> brought the b <bee. laughs> <laughs> but like I, I was really happy to come across that band And i also like when i come across bands from that art like, sometimes they're not in the states too because it's like holy crap i definitely would have never come across this this artist or band unless i really started doing some deep cut digging so now i have another band who's whose Facebook page I can't read, but their music <laughs> rocks out. So it's like, thank you for that.
1: Yeah. So All right. good. All right, so I am, uh, I'm going to throw my bonus round a little bit sideways. This is a, another Toho remix because I like Toho shooter games. This, Toho games are great. They're great. Um, the fan the fandom of it is insane. This is, they have like about 12 to 13 um, Eurobeat remix albums. Of the music. So this is from Toho Euroflash Volume 2. The game is the song is Warning, and it's from Toho 11 Subterranean Animism from the track Solar Sect of Mystic Wisdom.
2: There's a lot that went into the Well, there's a lot
1: going on in this song for now, so check this out. Alright, welcome back. You have been listening to the song Warning from Toho Euroflash Volume Two from Toho Eleven Subterranean Animism Solar Sect of Mystic Wisdom. And if you Tokyo under, Drift. if you Tokyo under, drift. Tokyo
2: Drift. If you understood uh, either anything that Rob just said, or anything in the song, I owe you a Coke. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I hope you liked it. The um, yeah Eurobeat stuff is stuff that I'm just I don't know. It's like it's like one of my uh, the, those uh, secret. Um, pleasures. Guilty hit, pleasures. Guilty pleasures, yeah. It's like Secret Shame, Guilty Pleasure. Yeah. yeah, it's all of those things. It's
2: all in the same
3: <laughs> wheelhouse. Dude, this is the, your the pop's awesome. I don't care what anyone says. It's fun. It's yeah, just yeah. stupid
1: fun. It's one of the music that you, you blast in your car because it feels really good, but then you roll up next to people, and it's like, ooh.
2: Honestly, <laughs> back in the day, I was worried about that, but now I hit the point where I love it. Like, I, as Rob can vouch for, I come from, I live in, like, the, our area is considered inner city, or at least I used to, so... Of course, rap was all the rage there and R&B, blasting from everyone's cars. And back when I didn't have a car, I was like, I can't wait to get a car. Because I'm tired <laughs> of these guys blasting me because I don't want to hear. I'm going to blast J-pop. I'm going to bump up some, some shoegaze. I'm going to stay on the corner. I'm going to stare at that guy. Like So I started once I got my car, of course, I did You know, start blasting Japanese music and all these different genres. So I actually got into the habit. I he pulled up to the that stop. That was your thing, huh? Yeah, I would stop <laughs> on the corner and take my time pulling off. Like, no. hey, guys. <laughs> like like my cuts, like my VGM music bursting from my speakers.
1: Well, I wanted to expand the bonus round. Bonus round, extra stage, Tokyo Drift. I want to play some music um, uh, that Chris brought with us, so, or brought with him. So is this a, is this a new track or something that uh, you've recorded this recently?
3: Is, this was released two days ago, if it is the one that I Ooh. sent.
2: Yes. Oh, wow. So this is brand brand new. Brand new. And it is kind of a shooter, too. I'm anticipating this because I know Chris Bay's music is always quality.
1: (laughs) Did you want to play it and then describe it or do you want to? Yeah, go ahead and play it. I'll talk afterwards. (laughs) (laughs) It'll be easier. All right, let's check this one out. So that was the um, the the medley from Jaws for the NES by Chris Baines music. Thanks, Chris, for uh, for sharing that with us.
3: Definitely, that one was a uh, a labor of love for myself because uh, I have a love hate relationship with that game. Anyone that's played it will know exactly what I'm talking about. But I I always loved the music. Though. The the music has always been stuck in my head, even since I was a kid running it from uh, my local my local video store and. <laughs> i just I, I had to cover it because no one I, I couldn't find anybody else that had really done much with the soundtrack i saw a couple of like uh like really weird kind of off the wall covers but nothing like that was like really like a substantial thing and I, I may be wrong there may be a gazillion things out there that i missed but um yeah just uh wanted to do something really crazy i've been doing a lot of very popular songs lately and i wanted to do something off
2: the beaten path hey just since you're off the beaten path now and you know, you happen to know a guy who likes a lot of off-the-beaten-path stuff. Hey, so last episode
3: that I was on here, you were like, when are you going to do something from Ease? And next month, I was like, oh, yeah, Pernell gave me a great idea, and I did that Ease song. <laughs> <laughs> remember? Is, that is
2: true. I got to remember that. You've already gotten one, buddy. <laughs> Come on. Doesn't everybody get two? I heard that somewhere. A guy told me. <laughs> or maybe you, maybe you could just,
1: like, continue on, like, just doing all the LGN games that you can think of. I, I've I'm considering
3: it. It's definitely something I'm considering. There's some really crazy ones out there.
2: I don't remember the music enough to know if there's any awesome stuff from that, but Friday the 13th was my big LGN game back in the it's day. Very
3: repetitive. That I've seen people do covers of it, but it is just there's not much to the song. It just it really repeats over and over again after like I think like 10-15 seconds. Oh
2: jeez. Yeah cuz it's just the Crystal Lake running around music right there's no one did, I mean- did it did it did it did it did it Yeah <juna> that's that, the one that, yeah Yeah it's over and, then, and over and, and over then <laughs> in, like, the and, like, <gasps> <laughs> and then you're
1: in like you're in the house and it's like Yeah yeah so where's his mom sweater? <laughs> sweater Almost like the repetitiveness of that is a little it's a little creepy and a little off-putting. Yeah yeah It works. it was intentional yeah Um yeah so for more information on the bonus round part of the show go to rhythmandpixels.com we'll have links to um, the Band Camps, SoundClouds, and YouTube pages, and everywhere where you can get the music and support the artists. All right, um, I want to thank you for joining us on Rhythm and Pixels episode 12-1. Shoot'em Ups with Chris Baines. Chris, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Um, so, did you want to... Uh, is there anything you're doing in the future, or any, uh, any shows or any new music that you have that you, you want to you wanna plug before we head out?
3: Uh, I, well, I would love if people... So, well, I want to give a shout-out real quick to Chris Steenerson, uh, who found my music through you guys the first time I was on last August, and he actually won my raffle that I did on my YouTube <laughs> channel uh, he got a bunch of CDs, like a, a PlayStation 20th anniversary coin, a Cloud Amiibo oh, wow. um, from Final Fantasy. So yeah, a uh, big shout out to him. But um, yeah, I would love for more people to subscribe to my YouTube. I, I put a lot of work into it. I do a monthly video game cover. Uh, so every single month there is a new cover up there. Uh, sometimes they're really long medleys. Sometimes they're a little bit shorter. But um, And then I release those usually uh, every July as an album. But uh, it's, been, it's been a lot of fun. So yeah, follow me on YouTube. Follow me on social media. Uh, I love meeting new people, I love to hear requests, uh, I just love to, you know, chat video game music in general, which is uh, obviously why I'm here today.
2: Yeah, definitely. And just to make sure, just your YouTube, your Facebook and YouTube is just Chris Baines music?
3: Yeah, everything is Chris Baines music, B-A-I-N-E-S, uh, Chris Baines music.
2: Right, we'll have links to, to
1: all that stuff on the website and, and our social media as well, so you can real easy just to click, click on his face and find his music. Well, we'll have your, we'll have your logo, but... I like the idea of clicking on your face. Oh, just, I want it to be my face now. Like a I little hand, it to be my face. Send <laughs> <Just,
0: laughs>
1: ah! boop, boop a picture with a thumbs up <laughs> and a smile. Like, hey! Hey! <laughs> all right, and, um, and if you'd like to uh, get in contact with us on the show, um, send us an email. Rhythmandpixels
2: at hotmail.com
1: And if you want more information about the show, a full track listing for every episode and links to all of the episodes, go to the website. Rhythmandpixels.com um, check out um, us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. It's uh, Rhythm and Pixels, all one word. You'll get, like, updates on all, all the new shows and um, all the new mixtapes that we're putting out every Friday of original video game music from, like, old episodes, old classic episodes. Um, and if, you, if you're a fan of the show and you want to support us, go to patreon.com slash rhythmandpixels. Um, it's always appreciated there. Um, you get access to... Um, The current mixtapes of the current episodes And you get access to live streams Of us recording the show Once every every month So you get to kind of peek in And and see us record the show And you can make fun of us And we chat with you during the recording of the show As
2: I obsessively scratch my left ear Hmm, There's something up with that I don't know I think it's
1: it's code (laughs) 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 He's trying to to cry for help um,
2: <laughs> Tap my nose but that is uh,
1: uh, <laughs> patreon.com slash pixels. and we want to thank all of our uh, Patreon subscribers we want to thank of course Alex the Messenger thank you Alex um, every month for, for your support we do appreciate that we'd like to thank Carlos Morton Gangso Henrik Anderson Michael Bridgewater of the Forever Sound Version podcast Brian Pitt Chris Murray and Dan Smith, thank you, thank you all so much for your your support for the show. Thanks for
2: being awesome gents and very genuine awesome. good people. So,
3: how, how would an old, clueless, decrepit man like myself join your Discord chat? I don't know. Well,
1: if you go to, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> man, well, <laughs> I'll tell that was not what I was expecting. Uh, yeah, no, I don't know. It's well, I have the link on Facebook and on Twitter. Um, it's, oh, okay, it's pinned okay. there. I know you click it, and then it can take you there. I, I you, have, you have to have an invite to get to servers. That's all, that's all I know how that works. And, but I made, it, ah. I made it pretty easy to get to. I'll lock okay. it down if it gets unruly. But I don't really think that this crowd is going to get pretty rowdy. So, oh no, gamers! No put else in, in there. there.
2: That's right. I'm no, we, mess, we, I'm actually, he's
1: not. So we're all right.
2: All right. <laughs> oh, hey, time to change that, suckers. <laughs> 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 but
1: yeah, yeah, join join us on Discord. Um, uh, we'll announce one we're going to record the show, and um, if you have any questions for us while we're recording, we'd be happy to give you a little shout and talk about talk about that on the show. Um, yeah, so we'll we'll see you next week. We're going to have a um, actually a listener submitted topic next week, and then the week after that, we got some more
2: guests lined up. Yeah, and it does look like I'm on I'm on my Discord right now, and you legitimately, at least from what I can gather, you do have to accept the invite from the link that Rob posts. Like, yeah, it doesn't I say think you that's how. It
1: yeah, I think that's how it works. You can't just like you can't just hop in places.
0: Okay, fellas, don't mind me.
1: All right, well, um, thanks again, Chris, for, for coming on the show and for for all the help that you've been uh, you've been you've been a great support for us. Definitely had well, a blast.
2: One quick thing I want to ask. Oh, yeah, i, gotta, I get, gotta get this out of Chris. So, if you could name three games that people yeah, listening to the, the episode spot. really should play like get off your tuffet and pop this in the piece and play oh, what are so we be? Hang on are we
3: limiting this to shoot ups or uh, we, uh, any think, game I like, think we're
2: doing like Chris's picks
1: Chris like,
3: picks oh yeah. man you can't do this to me right now I had no idea the first um, three
2: that come to mind that's the way it works as best as possible
3: alright I guess I'll, I'll go with some modern ones uh, I will say Wolfenstein The New Order definitely check that out um
2: uh, Gosh,
3: man. If you haven't played Overwatch, I don't know what you're doing with your life. That's...
2: I don't know! <laughs> Overwatch is
3: life. <laughs> Pernell, yeah, get on it. And, oh my gosh, my last one. I'm, looking around, I'm actually turned around looking at my game wall right now. Yes! Um, oh my gosh. I would also say... Yeah, I'm just going to go with an easy one because Pernell needs to play it too. Ease 8. <laughs> <'Cause> it's <laughs> so, so good. It's La- so good. They, it's so much dip- more depth.
2: I, I, I'm going to get on it, I promise. I got Megaton 4 Apocalypse. I'm about to wrap that bad boy up. And then from there, I, I was contemplating moving on to wrapping up Digimon story Cyber Sleuth. But maybe I could jam uh, we- ease in there yeah and you gotta, gotta,
1: gotta jam that ease in.
2: Do it. Get that. Music. Oh, and
3: Horizon. Horizon too. I'm gonna to make a fourth one just because it's so good. That was my favorite game of last year. So that's 100%. also on my list.
1: Yeah, a lot of people have said that. That's what's I'm curious. The best
3: about. story in a video game hmm. of all time for me, ever. Wow. So,
2: and if you bu- yeah. wait, wait, whoa, best story
3: of all time. I've never had a more enthralling and, and well-written story that was just kind of kept me on the edge of my seat. Just it's trying to figure out what was going on and what happened and why things were happening. It was just really, really well done and just. Is it there, took a lot of nods from Bioshock and its storytelling.
2: Is everything a simulation? Is that the twist? You're going to have to play it and find out. It is on my shelf, <laughs> which makes me slightly sad because now you can buy the entire game with the Frozen Wilds DLC at the store right now. So you don't even have to buy the DLC off the, off the PSN. You can just get the disc intact. Oh, it's awesome. So let
3: me, ask, let me ask you guys a question then. Well, if you had to pick uh, the game you're most excited for coming out this year, what would it be?
2: Well i'm kind of cheating a bit because my biggest excited game came out this week so um a game by joaquin sandberg going by the name of iconoclast it's an indie game he's been working on for darn near a decade um it released on psn this week and i think it's also on steam but i am writing a review for it now and it is spoiler alert is really freaking good um so awesome so awesome but I'll let Rob answer maybe I can come up with a second game while he's talking
1: no there's no way there's no way there's nothing I'm really interested in I guess Mega Man 11
2: yeah, uh, that. all right. um, to to yeah uh,
1: that's kind of my alley um, no, I'm gonna no say, Shadow
3: of the Colossus remake
1: um, I've played that
3: play it again <laughs> pl- I will play, more play it prettier yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah definitely it's been a while yeah I did want to play that again but yeah definitely Mega Man 11 and I'm going to say Percent of 5 because I'm going to play that this year there That's a good one. That's been Chris's picks, Purnell's rants, and Rob's I'm going to play a game from a couple years ago.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Tis the theme, gents. Tis the theme. Well, thank you for
1: listening to Rhythm and Pixels podcast. My name is Rob Nichols. And I'm Purnell. Thank you very much for listening. Have a great and safe week.
2: And remember, yes, I have one. Um. Life is built with challenges and dilemmas and things that you need to ultimately try to do to try to grow yourself as a person, as a career man, woman, or just to kind of better yourself. But sometimes it might feel easier and simpler to just kind of stay away from difficult obstacles that may be lining your path because why bother with adversity? You can just step around the night, nice, like, nice, tidy thing, just keep things going. But the problem is, you're really limiting yourself that way. It might be worth sometimes just making use of things like Google. If Someone offers a project to you that you might want or that they want you to try or look into, rather than just be like I can't do that. You know, I'll give it a try. See what I can do. Use the internet. Put it to use for things that aren't cat memes. And you never <laughs> know. You might be pulling off some stuff a year from now that you never thought possible, whether it be work-related or hobby-related or whatever. Just don't shy away from challenges if you don't have to. Take them on.